Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Siftaker Snapshots podcast. Uh, joining me today is Liam. Guten Tag. <laughs> I like to mix it up so you never know who's going first. I was looking at a poster that said hello in different languages so I could change it. <laughs> <laughs> and Rich is here, but I don't know how much talking he'll do. He's not very good at not talking anyway, so. That's true. Hello, mate. <laughs> Um, we've got Tim Grunerberg. Nailed that. It was close enough, weren't it? I, I wouldn't really? mind I asked before we started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm awful with names. Who are you anyway? You didn't introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Benny, but they know my stupid voice. I'm usually one getting everything wrong. <laughs> and we have got uh, Tim behind the uh, the mic. He might pop in now and then. The second Tim. Yeah. You'll always be the second best Tim. Because do you remember in our group chat, you lost the ability to be Tim? No, I don't remember. I do. (laughs) How did that come around? He lost to Butters. Tim Butters, to clarify for everybody else who's listening. Who used used to play X-Wing and basically beat Tim and then retired as the Mm. one true Tim. Tim could never reclaim his name. So, so anyway, we've got Tim on, the better Tim, to talk more about his list that he, he uh, brought to the um, London GT. And I know we spoke about it before, but he did win that, so well done. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, have, you been pl- have you played for a long time? or? Um, I think I started playing around 2015 or so. Um, I mostly used to play GW games, and around that time I was playing a lot of Warhammer Fantasy um, I just picked up the X-Wing core set kind of on a whim <laughs> and uh, quite liked it. And then it kind of spiralled out of control since then. <laughs> it seems like 2015 was a time, like a big time for people starting. I think me and me and both yeah. started at that time. I think it was, it was around, around then. It was the time when you couldn't find the Millennium Falcon oh, no, for we love and money. <laughs> and... Um, the, the Thai Advance was sold out everywhere. I think I got mine on eBay from somewhere in America. Didn't you um, win one? You could win a Falcon or a Slave one if you did well at a store champs back then or something. I think I, I must have just missed that one. That would have been the <laughs> ideal way to get one, I think. It was, um, so I started in Force Awakens time. Yeah, I did. I got, I got the dates wrong. <laughs> Resistance came out, so I, I can't remember when that was. I think it was 2017 probably when I started. Mm. Twenty guy was it's pretty much near the start. If it was Slave One and um, Falcon yeah. Rarity, they were Wave Three, yeah. I think. Wave Four. B wings. Oh, they were wave. like Wave Two. Was the Falcon Wave Two? Was it? I think so. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I I don't know. I I know <laughs> that it was Tie Fighters and X Wings, and then B Wings and Tie Advanced, and then it all just becomes a bit of a blur from that point. It was a while ago. I don't remember the glorious Skirk days then. I, I do. I've still got the scars. <laughs> well, um, shall we just jump straight into your list and have a bit of a chat about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. Do you want to uh, um, tell people what it is? I'll take you through it. Yeah, sure. So it was a Republic list. Um, it was a five-ship list. Um, I think um, five ships kind of suits the way I like to play X-Wing at the moment, so... Um, when I was practicing and coming up with different lists, different factions altogether, um, 
it really was a minimum of four that I'd be taken. So with this, I was able to get five. So I was pretty happy. So the first shift was a, a Mace Windu in the Aether Sprite, just the basic CLT one. I gave him Compassion, which never actually triggered once in the whole tournament, but it was nice to have. It almost did. Um, he had Foresight as well, which was... Foresight was kind of fun. Um, we'll mention that later on. Um, I also had two V-Wings. So the first one was Contrail. I'm a big fan of Contrail. Initiative 5. I gave him Proximity Mines. R4P Astromech, so that lets him adjust down the difficulty of two of his manoeuvres during the game. Crackshot, which was uh, one of my favourite upgrades in this list and of course the best title um the other v-wing was click he had the r3 astromech with the best title so the r3 astromech lets him take two locks when he locks he had dedicated and proton bombs also went with hound in the lat he's probably the most popular ship in the faction at the moment because he's fantastic i gave him corky crease anti-satine crease and seventh fleet gunner and the fifth ship was Oddball in the ARC-170, which raised a few eyes, eyebrows um, at this one. But I th every time I build a Republic list, I'll try and put an ARC in there because it's my favourite ship to look at. It looks cool in the movie. Um, the miniature is really nice and it lets me roll loads of dice. So the upgrades I went on Oddball were a synchronised console, which I never got to use once in the tournament. Almost worked, but I was like two millimetres out of range. Um, I gave him R7A7, which is the crit droid, so three charges, spend a charge to turn a hit to a crit, which is really good. He's also got crack shot, because it's one of my favourites, like I said, and he also brings a second 7th fleet gunner to the list, um, which is a bit different to the one that's on Hound. Um, I don't know how much in detail you want me to go, but... Yeah, go for it. The the seventh fleet gunner on Oddball is really a one a one-time thing. You might get to recharge it later in the game if you go for a K-turn or you bug out, but... Um, the 7th Fleet Gunner on Hound, once you've used that, you probably want to recharge it almost every round. So it's a lot different for Oddball, but it helps with the sort of alpha strike that the list brings. So it's a bit different to some Republic lists that are out there, which are more more based around Jedis. There's, there's a good four-ship list at the minute, which is Anakin in a 7B, Contrail, um, Obi-Wan, and Hound. Um, but... With the little fragile ships, I can't really have too many of those. Um, I just get a bit careless with them. And, you know, they end up beating a mine or they get bumping into something. So I try to restrict myself from taking too many high-value fragile ships because I just lose them. I just fritter them away. So something that's a bit easier is an ARC-170 because it's got nine health. It's got low, low agility, so it tends to eat most of what you throw at it. A lot of it sticks, but it's also got that three dice gun. So the first engagement for me is ideally the um, the ARC-170 and Hound are overlapping arcs on something. And that lets me, of course, use the seventh fleet on Hound to bump Oddball's attack up to a four dice attack. With Fire Convergence, that gives you two rerolls as well. And with R7A7, I can turn a hit to a crit. And I should be sitting on a focus token too. So that's pretty much as good as a Proton Torpedo that doesn't need a lock. And because Oddball has, an, has a 7th Fleet Gunner as well, if, you know, Mace or Contrail has a tasty shot, then that's, you know, one of my games I had Mace lined up with the Bullseye Arc in the first engagement. So he was chucking, you know, three dice with the help of Oddball's 7th Fleet Gunner. 
<laughs> you got the re-rolls, he added the eyeball for CLT, and it's just like another torpedo. So really, the list was designed to have a really good first engagement. So especially based around Oddball, he's going to get to chuck his four dice. He's going to turn a hit to a crit. There's not a lot you can do about it. You're not going to take him off before he gets to shoot. One of the little ships that's flapping around as well, they can take advantage of his seven fleet gunner to make their attack more. Because, I mean, Contrail's a great jouster as well, especially with crack shot. And if you're just going straight ahead towards something that's going straight ahead towards you, with Contrail's ability, if you do the same bearing um, on attack or defense, you can turn one of the other ship's eyeball results into a blank. So you'll be able to do that on, def on their defense roll. And then you've got crack shot as well. If his two dice attack's just gone up to a three dice with a seven fleet gunner, and you've got your re-rolls and everything else, you know, doubling down on crack shot and his ability as well is really nasty. So the list was really designed to give me that good first engagement and still have a bit of staying power to hang around. And like I said, not invest too heavily into little four or four health ships that I'm going to just lose out of carelessness. <laughs> um, and, it, and it seemed to work quite well. <laughs> just a little bit, yeah. Uh, did you did you go undefeated all day or did you lose anything? Uh, no, I lost my last game of Swiss. I, I went so it was a five round Swiss with the cup for everyone that went four and one. So once I won the first four games, I was absolutely exhausted. So I was quite quite relieved. And so going into that last round, um, it was basically the two undefeated players playing for first. And um, yeah, it, it was a good game. I played a guy called Ty. He went undefeated, um, of course, because he beat me. <laughs> um, it was just one of those games, you know, the the sort of pressure was off knowing that I'd made the cut, which was fantastic. I was so happy to have done that. Um, in preparation for the event, I had one practice game with the list. Oh, wow. So, I mean, that's, that's not ideal. I would have loved to have settled on a list a bit earlier than that. But um, in the few weeks running up to the tournament, me and my buddy Joe, we practiced quite a lot of different lists. I really had no idea what I wanted, what I wanted to take. Um, I had success with some five-ship resistance lists, so uh, standard stuff that you see, really. Uh, the list that Ty used that beat me in Swiss was very similar to what I used. It's Trigger, Happy, Flyboy, Pool, um, along with Kaz in the Fireball, Finn in the Pod, and two Y-Wings, um, usually Wilson, Shara, <laughs> uh, Shaza, sorry. Um, it's a good list, um, and I, I played that quite a lot, had a bit of success with that, so that was the one I was kind of falling back on. Um, I did try a little bit of, I really wanted Rebels to work because they're my favourite faction, so I tried the Han and the Falcon along with some other little four-point ships. I think it was three fours and Han. I think I tried Jake, Colby and Dutch. There's quite a lot of cool um, synergies there, you know. Dutch gives out locks to his friends, Jake can give out focuses, so it's quite cool. I tried that once or twice um, and I think there's something to that. I'll maybe come back to that sometime, but I didn't stick with it. I tried quite a few scum lists out, um, sort of focused around Q90, uh, Manaru, those were sort of like the cornerstones. And I was making four ship lists with that, trying in pretty much everything. A few different Hawk pilots, tried CAD. Um, but I was finding the, the scum was really interesting because it had all these cool tricks and things that could work nicely together. But I find that well, what I found was you had to have everything coming together and working when you needed it to adjust the right time, you couldn't slip up, you couldn't forget your triggers. And it felt like you were having to make all that happen just to get up to the level of some of the better lists, you know, like Vader and Jingoists and stuff like that. I thought, I can't be bothered with this. I'm going to make mistakes. and I'm going to just hate myself. 
So I put that to one side and I thought, I'll fall back to the resistance. But then I just started thinking about Republic again. Republic was the first faction that I started playing when 2.5 was new. But of course, at that point, they were fantastic because you, know, you got Contrail for two points. You yeah. could have, you had like crazy amounts of loadout on the lat. And that was like the first time the lat was really usable in X-Wing. And you could get Barisophy with missiles in the Delt and the Aether Sprite about that. for three points. <laughs> So they were a, they were a bit good. I find they, it they I find it interesting. I find it interesting, Tim, that you, you you said you stepped away from some of the the scum interactions and the janky scum uh-huh. interactions because of the complexity. I I tried your list last night. Last night, the mm-hmm. other night against Liam, um, and he was using Dimitri's list, so it was a, okay. like a, a a copy of the final. Um, mm-hmm. and I find your list so complex and full of triggers. It was the first time I'd played it, but with only one practice game, no wonder you were exhausted by the end of day one. Oh, like, mad. It, like every single potential trigger point, that list mm-hmm. has a trigger. It's like, do you want a systems phase? I can drop a bomb, I can do this. Start of engagement, things are happening. Um, mm-hmm. You know, every every attack, everything, it's just like every action choice is also super important as well because, you know, you, you're not just focusing with everything with the the V-Wings, you're thinking about when you're going to lock so that you can use Click's mm-hmm. ability or so that you can use Besh's ability. And and then you've got, do I Seventh Fleet? Do I re-roll with things? You know? And it does punch really hard. Like, you're absolutely right. It absolutely smashes stuff. And then we, we've talked about the quirky Satine <laughs> thing. So it's like start yeah. of engagement, right? Every other turn, let me now spend five minutes thinking about where I'm going to take this arms and evade tokens, where I'm going to take the plates, what order <laughs> I'm going to take them in so that I can eat the, the depletes back across the hound again, so on and so on and so on. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very, it's a sum of the moving parts, but I think the great thing mm-hmm. about it is, um, as I didn't quite use your list, I used Luminara instead of Mace for mm-hmm. more defensive shenanigans. Um, but the, um, yeah, a, lo- a lot of it was actually shut down by the, the Mandalorian super commandos that Liam just kept putting in front of my ships. So they were all strained. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, it's fine. I'll be strained. And I was like, no, I can't dedicate it when I'm strained. Yeah. <laughs> and so on. It was, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, th- I find it interesting that you. to the hound. And not if he's already strained. Um, so yeah, the, the the super commandos are are quite good at um, switching off, dedicated yeah, in some nice. of the rerolls. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was very interesting game because both of us obviously had never played the lists before. And we were just trying them out, so um, we didn't actually mean to do a a, re- a replay of the final. It just you know we both pulled a list that looked interesting. We tried it before, but. Um, what I mean, did did you find yourself missing triggers through the day, or as time went on, or did you have it pretty locked in, sort of by the no, time it, to the event mentally? Yeah, it, it was okay actually. This I don't know. It, it most of it was fine. I did I didn't find myself missing very much. Of course, I won't remember the stuff that I completely didn't pick up on. Um, Contrail's uh, pilot ability is a tricky one. That's an easy one to forget. Um, Things like dedicated and compassion, it's more that I didn't really didn't try that hard to line them up. And that's maybe yeah. why they didn't come off that often, as opposed to missing them. Surprisingly, this list, I, I don't find myself missing too much. I, you know, of, um, of all the triggers in it, I find clicks the hardest to remember. Uh, okay. Um, because the, um, the, the, the trigger point, because if you've got two friendlies locked mm-hmm. it's when something shoots them so because he's not directly involved in the attack you have to remember that you can you can use his charge when somebody else is being shot at um yeah. who you've locked you know 
maybe five ten minutes earlier. Um, yeah, I kind of often use the, the map. Yeah, yeah, that's tricky when you zooms off, trying not to die. You can yeah. leave his mates behind. I, I quite often use clicks ability offensively as well because once I think first turn I usually stuck a lock onto oddball and then whoever was close, depending on how I deployed either contrail or mace probably. Um, and then the first engagement for the range, if it's a range three shot that oddball's taken, you spend the charge and the ship that I'm trying to blow apart doesn't get the range three bonus, which makes it even more like a proton torpedo. Hmm. That's really nice. That, that it really is filthy. I was thinking before, because you can you can actually use the crack shot on it as well, can't you? If you oh, like it's it. brilliant. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it makes it I better than a proton torpedo. Yeah, I think um, crack shots maybe one of there. There's so much in the list, and when I gave people my list, I had those infinite arena cards. I didn't use them on the table, but I had them printed out on a laminated sheet that I just gave to my opponent so they could read everything. And yeah, it, there's there's too much information for you to take in there unless you know the faction and you kind of know the, the some of the standard upgrades. There's too much to take in, really. Um, but I think crack shot was maybe overlooked quite a lot, but that really does drive through so much damage. And it just makes sure that things die when they need to die, especially if um, you know there's a big ship that's worth a lot of points. Like in the final um, against Dimitris, um, the game swung when I took Maul off the board. Um, I'd brought Mace quite aggressively forward for to catch Maul with a bump, and I got lucky, and he did bump him. Um, and I had Oddball taking the long way around the sides. I don't know if you've seen the game; it's probably really painful to watch, but um, <laughs> it was for me. Oddball comes around, and by the time I finally do get a decent seventh fleet with rerolls shot um, from Oddball, I've got the crack shot lined up, and I think at this point he has something like three hull left. So I'm rolling four dice, two rerolls, hit to a crit with crack shot, and he's only one agility because he opened the wings. So I just have to get three paint on my dice after the rerolls because I know with crack shot, even if he rolls an evade on his one dice, can't doesn't matter. And that's a huge, that, that's the game, really. You can't let something like that fly away and steal those points from you. So I want to make sure what I was shooting stayed dead. So I I, I don't know, I, I wanted a crack shot on click as well, but it just doesn't work out once you take the R3 astromech, I think. I quite I like the crack shot. Yeah, I think you force people to spend so they get an extra evade because they know a crack shot can come through. Yes. And stuff yeah. like that. I think it's got like a lot of game outside of just pushing damage through. Yeah, it's a great upgrade. Um, great. So one of my go-tos in resistance as well. I'll take it on Poe instead of Heroic. Um, just for the same reason. Once you catch something, you want to maximize your damage and make sure it dies. So don't let them... With how Poe is at the moment. He's, he's very easy to... If you get it wrong, he's, it's quite easy to get away, isn't it? It yeah, can so be, yeah. yeah. Slamming on them doing some mad um, overdrive boost. <laughs> yeah, you need to know that you're going to kill him when you catch him because you don't get two chances to shoot Poe. So you either get him where you need him to be and blow him apart, which is unlikely, or you just let him get on with it. I find if you and... get him stressed, stuck in front of a decimator with death troopers on, he's quite sad. That's quite funny, yeah. Isn't he, Rich? I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, like, fair, that list will probably be pointed out. Probably. I mean, I, um, a, a friend, Mark um, Myers, who's um, American, has been chatting a lot about Trigger Happy Poe, and it's that seven point, you can't kill him in the number of turns you've got unless you, you just catch him um, mm -hmm. in all of the arcs and the person just gets it wrong and he's got no way to get out of it. Um, 
and yeah, I mean, I mean, one of the things is that if you ignore him, he'll rinse you. But if you can scare him and make him fly away, then you've got a seven-point ship not doing seven points worth of damage. And what Mark's been saying is Poe's got seven health and two greens. You need to you need to use his health as a resource rather than trying to keep him with shields left at the end of the game. A two-health Poe is just as effective as a seven-health Poe um, and can run just as well as a seven-health Poe. Um, so, you know, you, you do need to trade him in. I think the only scenario where you don't want to do that almost is chance engagement because you run the risk of just shipping those seven points if, you know, variance means that he dies when he shouldn't or, you know, he's left on, even if he's halved when he shouldn't be, you know, little plinky range three, two die shots after you've spent your focus and to, to maximize your torp. And then, you know, they take a whole heap of damage, but you take two shields as well. And it's like, mm, now all of a sudden I'm two health away from being halved and giving you three points, and that's not great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's he's, he's really good. Um, but yeah, Ben, you're absolutely right. Death Troopers are the reason why Ollie Pocknell put um, uh, electronic baffle on Poe, basically. Um, <laughs> Like because he was aware that they existed, and it's like if I make one mistake, the Death Troopers wreck him. Um, he can't do anything about it; he's just finished. Um, so you know the the question is prime thrusters, so you can do your overdrive nonsense even while stressed, or for two points electronic baffle, because taking one one health and flying away is much <laughs> much better than just dying <laughs> jammed into the front of a decimator, not able to move. Does baffle work? Yes, because Death Trooper stops you removing stress in the activation phase, and baffle is in the end phase. You can go and read it if you want, but I'm I going am looking because I'm not sure. It's more I just <laughs> want to. I, I didn't realise. But uh, just a quick question, Tim. Did you mm-hmm. manage to get um, Oddball's actual ability off ever? Yeah, yeah, a few times. Yeah. Oh, mate, um, mate, it it works on the red focus. When you it bump. does, yeah, it works on a bump, yeah. Is so it? if you bump into yeah. like a bump in some TIE fighters or something. Yeah. <laughs> as long it's... as there's something behind the ship you're bumping into, it's a it's a quality shot. And even the ship you bump into and you take the red focus, they're in your bullseye arc probably. So you've got a lock for next turn. So it's not bad. Yeah. I did not know it worked off the uh, the red focus. That's amazing. Yeah, because it's take a focus action treating it as red. Yeah. So it's it's the, more that I've just not remembered Oddball's ability, right? Yeah, <laughs> which makes me reason I used to play it. <laughs> yeah. The main reason I brought Oddball was because he's Initiative Five, um, yeah. because he's a bit of a meme as well. The, my go-to arc is normally Wolf. Yeah, Wolf's, um, but, I think Wolf's a better piece in general, but Oddball's got I five, so yeah, and that's yeah. A big. That's big. It means he can be a lot more aggressive with other I fives, knowing that he's not going to get Initiative killed. Yeah, but um, then the other thing is that you don't really need Wolf's reroll, you know. No, because you've got rerolls with the lat. So that's it. Know. Yeah, I found that the I played a game using Wolf and used the fire convergence rerolls and forgot that I hadn't flipped the charge over, and so I ended up pointing my rear arc going for the, you know, the Wolf boosted three dice rear arc and then. It dawned on me that I hadn't actually flipped the charge because I haven't spent the reroll. And I thought, oh, I mean, it just Wolf didn't can... do anything. That could have been oddball. I'm just thinking about it. You know, Wolf can four dice pseudo torpedo out the front using its own rerolls um, mm-hmm. and focus. And then once the charge is flipped, 
disengage and shoot another one out the back with his own ability lifting it once and odd uh seventh fleet gonna lifting it again and getting yeah. the uh four out the front and four out the back um double modded and then k turn and come back in and do it again oh yeah that sounds it like just fun. annoyed me in that one practice game <laughs> that when i had the front arc shots i just rolled hits so it felt a bit of a waste to use the ability to reroll a hit hoping that it stays a hit I know. And I thought that could have just been Oddball because Oddball gets three extra points of loadout. So yeah. he gets crack shot. So it's full really on. It's full Oddball on first crack problems. Shot. That's yeah, full on first world problems, though, isn't it? It's like, oh no, I've rolled all hits and crits out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want that. No. It's awful. Why can't I be less good? <laughs> get more nice things later on. <laughs> so. What's was there anything that I know? Obviously, you won quite a lot of your games, but there was anything that was a, a struggle to play against? Um, good question. Um, going into it, I had in mind the sort of standard sort of gatekeeping list that are quite a big deal at the minute. So you know, the F four five list with two bombers, that's in the back of my head. Didn't actually play it. Played two F O lists, but they were more silencer based. So. That's a different, a different sort of threat. Um, also, had to keep in mind things like Vader and Jingoists. Vader's like my worst nightmare in X-wing. It's like, and the the Jingoists as well. I just hate them. With my, playing a resistance a lot, you know, it's, it's agility one and two ships, and you get in a bit of a scrum, and then those Jingoists just start landing three hits every time, three damage every time Vader shoots at me. It seems like it's four damage. I hate him. So I like killing. I like killing Tie Fighters, and I like killing Darth Vader's. And those were the those were the main ones. And that's what I asked my my buddy Joe to practice against. So we, as I was coming up with all these lists and trying out different things with scum and stuff, he says, "What do you want to play against?" And I said, "Just you know, list fortress and find the best uh, Empire list with Vader and stupid Reapers that are only four points as well, and two point Jingoists and Wampas and all that nonsense." And then see how bad it could be for me. So I think real, we can all agree that, that Jingo Jingo Wampa won't be around after the points change. No, because <laughs> yeah. Jingo Jingo Wampa doesn't seem that bad. I can see Wampa going up to three, just because that ability is so strong. But I don't think you can price the Jingoists at three points. I, the, the problem is, is this like I said this to Rich before? For six points, you can't get anything better than those three ships. No. I think what we we could look at doing is they have reference they'll be doing a restricted list. Mm. What maybe so, one jingoist? Uh, not even one jingoist, but it'll say you can only take two two point ships if you take this one, and it'll be like that. So you can only take X amount of these ships in this column. It's like they can do whatever they want with list building, that can't they? Like, you know, I'm looking at the. Um... The, the droids you're looking for a pack at the moment because we're going to play some games of that in a few weeks um, on, on a Tuesday night. And, you know, the list building restriction on that is um, four ships at most and all your ships have to be different initiative. So the most ship, uh, so, you know, you can have three if you want, but it's three or four ships and they all have to be different initiatives. Um, um, we've played some TTS games and leagues and things, haven't we, where there's been, um, was it Balance of the Force that the the Tin Squadron guys ran, where you, you had to have low initiatives paired with high initiatives, and then mid initiatives, and no more than two of the same chassis, and all sorts of different rules, and it meant that you know you you got 
very interesting lists and very varied lists um, because there was, you know, you couldn't, at that point, there was a lot of generics in the game and it was basically, let's get rid of the generics and have people flying balanced lists. Um, and it worked, you know, it was a good, good event. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they do that. But because when, when is the points? It's, um, well, sometime before, well, either when the news things comes out or before or after it, basically. It's this month, I think. I saw a, yeah, I saw a thing on Discord before. for it's the so so Yavin is due out on the twenty seventh or twenty eighth of this month, isn't it? The back end of this month. I don't know. Yeah. I have and and they've said there's going to be a points change before that. Yeah, okay. I'm assuming it'll be the points for that, won't it? So you can they'll drop the points a few I, no, days before. I have seen a a screen grab of a AMG paint stream or something where yeah, it said where somebody's asked. You know, and they've said there's going to be a a points update or v- review or something like that. And it's like, well, how big is it going to be? You know, we don't know. They might change nothing other than add the new points for the new stuff. Or they might, you know, bump a few things up or down here and there. Or they might just go full Cowboy Western like they did last time. <laughs> they did a I, I quite like the mad points review where they're just like, let's do this and see what happens. Yeah. I've got the actual post here. If you want me to read it out. Yeah, go on. Uh, a next wing points adjustment is coming ahead of the Battle of Yavin scenario pack release. Thank you for your patience. We're super appreciative that y'all are so heavy, heavily invested in these games. <laughs> well done for reading that, Liam. That's, right. that's, oh. communi- that's community manager speak for, wow, you guys are intense. Please back off. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a mate who's a community manager, and he's like, you have to remember, they're only like that because they love the game. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't envy them having to put up with all the... Like, some people are a bit over the top, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Some people, everybody. <laughs> but, yeah. It's good. It's good. So I was uh, I was actually wondering, Tim. Um, yeah. uh, other than your dulcet tones, where where are you based out of? Or where's your regular X-wing haunt? Okay, so I live in Dundee in Scotland, okay. which is about seventy miles north of Edinburgh. Um, yeah. There's a pretty good club in Dundee called it's called Dundee War Games Club, and mm-hmm. um, there's usually at least one or two t- games of X-wing per week. Used to be a lot more, but you know things have changed. So yeah, it's mostly a a 40k club really a warhammer and warhammer 40,000 is the, yeah. the main games but you get some games of x-men there it's been a bit tricky for me recently because my wife works shifts and my son has got the most busiest social life for a seven-year-old you can imagine <laughs> he's got something on pretty much every night so most of my nights are driving him places oh yeah, um, standard. and this the um the night he goes to beavers which is like little scouts um, it's the same night as the, the games club, so either I take him to that or if my wife's working, I'm at home with his little brother. Or, you know, It's really tricky to get to the club, so I've not been in ages, but I am getting to go this week, so that's good. Most of my games in practice just happens on my dining room table. Um, like I said, me and my buddy, we just practice. Uh, we just play games as often as we can, but when I told him that I was going to this event, he was quite good and just practiced whatever I wanted him to fly against me, so... Yeah, That's just a couple of dads playing on the dining room table once the kids are in their bed. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, it's uh, Dun- Dundee is is the bit of Scotland that's further north than you think it is, but not as far north as Bremie lives. 
because I think <laughs> I think Bremmy's just you know if you go any further north you've got wet feet. He's like basically lives on the beach. He <laughs> works on the boats as well, doesn't he? So he's I mean he way. lives he lives so far north that he has to go through the highlands and back to the lowlands again on the other side. Um, well. <laughs> the, the only thing I know about Dundee is it's got two football teams. It does, yeah. And the grounds are right opposite each other too. Like on the same There's street. A lot of fights. In Dundee in general or over the football? Over the football. <laughs> Right, probably. Nothing to do with me, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Are you allowed to say you don't like football in Scotland, or is it like Northern Ireland, where you just have to say, I, I like the blue ones? <laughs> uh, uh, people just look at you like you're stupid if you tell them you don't like football. Yeah, I yeah. get that all the time. It's Honestly. a sort of confused state where they realise they've got nothing to relate to you with. And I'm well, not going to tell them that I like to play X-Wing and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so when you join a new workplace and you're trying to get to know people and you go do you like football and they'll go no and I'm like well I'm never going to speak to you again this is difficult yeah I got uh, I started a new job recently about a month ago and it, about after about a week one of the lads just went did I hear you mentioning the game at the weekend and I was like yeah and he went Oh, you like football? It was like, yeah. I was like, I prefer to play it. Well, you know, I'm too old now, but I used to prefer to play. But, you know, yeah, I, I like watching it. He went, oh, okay. And then talked to me about football for 45 minutes while I was trying to work. And I was like, um, okay, this is maybe I should have said no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's uh, we've, we've got two Wigan fans, which is weird. Um, but, you know, I had they, a mate who played for Wigan. Did you? Yeah. He plays for Shrewsbury now. Okay. I usually find that locally they either support United or City. So when I find out whichever team they support, I wind them up about it and then they don't want to talk to me about it. It's great. <laughs> it's worked really well. <laughs> yeah, f- football fans get very precious about the colour of the shirt of the, the team that they support. Yeah, I usually know just enough about what's going wrong to wind them up that they don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, there, there's a few lines you can practice. We've scared somebody off. <laughs> Nobody's sad. Oh, there's a few lines you can practice to keep your. Uh, I'm not your foot, about it. Your, your football work people happy. You can say the trouble with the Arsenal is they always try to walk it in. And did you see that ref last night? What a clown! And you I can basically get through any football conversation with that. <laughs> anyway, X-wing. Anyway. <laughs> These are the tangents that we're here for. Let's be honest. Well, it's good. It's no fun if you don't go off on a random one. That's um, true. It's a, also, have you ever been to Worlds before, Tim? No, never. Um, I, mean, I mean, I'm assuming you're going this time. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, because Asmodee are paying for it. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, never been to Worlds. Um, never really expected to obviously win this. I don't know if anyone does when they go to these things. But, you know, I've made the cut at a system open and European championships before. So, kind of did good enough to get to that but actually been able to string together enough wins in the cut to actually win the whole thing hasn't happened so that's incredible and honestly it doesn't really feel real yet it'll <laughs> feel real when i need to start practicing a list and then i decide like the week before to change it really stupidly but yeah really looking <laughs> forward to that i watch as much of the world's coverage as i can every year 
Um, it's like when I was a kid and I would stay up late and watch like WrestleMania or <laughs> SummerSlam or something. When you're a kid, you could stay up till like three or four watching WWF and still go up for school the next morning and be like, yeah, whatever, let's do it. But now, no, no. I can stay up maybe quarterfinal, semifinal at a push. Like when Ollie won, it was really cool because I saw the semifinal, saw that he was in the final and then I was done. I had to go to bed. <laughs> and it's, it's even worse now that I've got two kids, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old, because they'll get me up at six o'clock. So yeah, yeah, I need to be that. ready. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> it's yeah, still I, got I that had, kind of. Sorry, anyway. I, I was going to say I had a very, very, very rough day at work um, after Simeon won, and then after Ollie won, because I fully intended to just watch the top sixteen, and then to just yeah. watch the top eight, and then I'll just watch the first bit of the top four. And then, yeah, oh, well, I'm on the final now. I might as well stay up and watch it. I'm literally lying in bed with headphones in with me missus every every time she comes up out of a REM cycle, just rolling over and going, are you still on that phone? And me going, shh, just go back to sleep. <laughs> 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 like four o'clock in the morning, watching a bunch of people from Loughborough being really cheerful. Um, <laughs> and me like feeling like oh brilliant yeah cool a guy i've met has won it as opposed to um, an american i'm happy <laughs> now, now i can go to sleep and then three hours later yeah kid kid happens and i'm like yeah. <laughs> i think um so, i can't say anything about because it's obviously it's not at minnesota this time but me and tim went the last time it was on and it, we had a, a really good time um not just the x-wing all the things that happen sort of around the event things like that it's great usually the uk has like a big chat group to keep people together i'm really looking forward to worlds yeah i'm really jealous that i can't come this time yes you can i can't can't afford it liam have they confirmed that you're actually going to be allowed to play or are you just going to go and be a cheerleader for tim well until the last chance qualifiers are officially announced i'm going to be tim's cheerleader and water boy Load up that chocolate milk for the defending champion. (laughs) Maybe. But let's be honest, if anyone can throw someone off the game, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) And we we can open this up now. You can be the Tim's water boy. So you can be water boy to to multiple Tim's. You could get one of those cool hats that has beer cans in it and like walk around just offering people a suck from your straw. Actually, Ben, I've been told I've got a small head for my body. I know I say it to you all the time. I just like insulting you. (laughs) Let me say, Liam, Liam, that is not a compliment. Your head's really small for your body. No, it's it's actually that his head is a normal size. It's just that his body is huge. (laughs) I'm like the reverse. I don't even mean fat. He's just a big guy. Liam's well bigger than his voice sounds. Oh, I know. If you get me first thing in the morning, I'm hungover. My voice is quite deep. But... I'm going to say, that's a good leap on mouth at all. You'd be the jolly green giant if you ate vegetables, let's be honest. He does just potato. I yeah, am a potato they man. Don't count. They don't count. Rich, yes, do. how can you say that? What? Well, they're not a vegetable, they're basically a meat. I don't know if you'll ever be able to go back to, to Ireland now. Yeah. <laughs> already the case <laughs> would you like to ask your questions um I suppose like, 
you are that, better. That's right. Than me. It's the, the primary one, really. Um, to to Tim is uh, so we like to ask people how they think about their that well how they structure the thinking um in games uh so like the question is when somebody says back to dials at different points in the game what's your thought process like you know uh, do you think about your dials first your opponent's dials first board state win conditions blah 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 you know how how does your how does your mental flow chart go when you're playing a game of x-wing um i think it starts focusing on my own dials i'll start with something of an objective it's difficult to um in in a, in a game where your opponent has as much control over the table as you do, it's difficult to focus on saying, you know, I'm going to kill that ship because they might just not want that to happen. So you can have to be a bit reactive, but as long as I've got that ship that I want to kill or, you know, if it's something like um, Assault of the Satellite Array, which the, the list I was using at the London GT is quite good, actually. I've got two medium-based ships. If there's, you know, the turn two, turn three, when you start scoring... If I can have a couple of my medium ship, medium base ships, um, potentially scoring three of the objectives, then awesome. So for those sort of ones where you're just thinking positionally, or even um, scramble the transmissions where you need the actions um, to secure those points. In in a lot of my games in Swiss and in 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 the cut too, um, I won the game simply by focusing on the objectives, which is not to say I didn't try to kill anything. But, you know, I can project a lot of force with the arc and the re-rolls and range one-shots from the little ships as well. So, you know, I can project force there while holding the objectives, and it just creates an, an unfortunate situation for the opponent. So, yeah. um, in at least a couple of games, by making sure I was taking my actions on the scramble mission. So, if I'm controlling three of those this turn and next turn, that's a six-point lead. You're going to struggle to get back into that because, apart from the big ships, you're not scoring that many points when you kill my stuff. Mm-hmm. So things like that, focusing on where I want my ships to be to score the points mm-hmm. while projecting the force of, you know, if you want to come for this objective that I want, then you're getting four dice from Oddball. You're going to be going to get the CLT lined up and it's not going to be so nice for you. So um, as far as the opponent, it's really thinking about how can I how can I get a block? Is In things like Scramble, the higher initiative ships have got the advantage because you can come after the other ship and use your action to basically steal the objective back off them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just have to bear that in mind in those situations. Um, but in terms of considering what the opponent's doing, if the objectives don't matter, it's really just looking for a block and yeah. seeing what happens. Seeing what happens. I like the I like the idea of um, laying down kind of kill boxes across where your opponent's ships will be if they want to come and challenge an objective. Um, yeah. And I think that's something that maybe you sometimes do subconsciously, but I've never consciously thought to myself uh, that that ship over there, that can come round over to that top corner objective and score it this turn and next turn. So if I turn up there, he, he's got a choice to token up um, or claim the objective or, you know, roll away so that he doesn't get shot at or whatever. But you're basically saying, you know, if you want to go and earn that point, however you're going to do it and there's a risk factor to that for you um which if you're thinking about just killing ships and kill boxing higher value ships then that ship could go unpunished so like the um the bb8 droid in resistance Mm -hmm. is really good at in crates or in assault um or even at scramble in just pootling around the board claiming points and be like do you want to send a ship over there to 
threaten that two-point chip or are you just going to let him get five points over the course of the game or six or seven points over the course of the game depending on what scenario it is um because you're not bothering with him because he's only worth two points um so yeah but you know if you're threatening that bb then you know it might be like well there's a tokenist bb8 over there because he's just flipped something and scrambled the transmissions um so that's two points for me if i can shoot him twice he should die um but then in and of itself, there's the poker game there because that might be what they mm-hmm. want you to do <laughs> because you're wasting two good shots on other ships to try and drop a a pod, a two-pointer at range. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. So would would you, um, like, do, do you think about where your opponent's ships are going to be other than in objectives? Like, do you think, do you consider, I think he's going to do that, so I want to be there? Or do you think I'm going to go there and kill, lay down a, a, a zone for him to just, if he flies into it, super cool. If he doesn't, then I'll try again. Uh, yeah, I think to some extent with this list, you have to commit Hound quite early because he's initiative too. So he kind of goes centrally-ish and then Oddball normally lines up either side of him and being initiative five um, with Oddball. And there being so much initiative four ships in the game right now that are good. Um, once Oddball gets placed, then you know where most ships are. You're going to get trumped by things like Poe and Vader. But mm-hmm. um, it, I guess it's about where I'm projecting the force. I know where most things are going to be. Um, yeah. Well, suppose you can always, with that list particularly, you can always protect oddball with the other ships so you know yeah you might be able to roll out of oddball's arc vader or poe but you're still going to be eating a four dice double modded shot from somebody um or even a three dice double modded shot because they don't like three dice double modded shots especially in multiples no and oddball gets quite a few of those as well because you know he might get a a shot on the side from something that's managed to outmaneuver him but if you can sort of peel away with the bank next turn point your rear arc towards him two dice isn't that scary but you're going to have a seven fleet gunner and you're going to have rerolls so three dice with the rerolls and a focus that's pretty good yeah it is is. hi cool thank you very much cool nice one sorry my mic was turned off (laughs) i forgot to turn it back up (laughs) were you eat were you eating i would never eat i'm the pinnacle of health (laughs) pretty sure it's not healthy to not eat Unless it's an Athena kebab on a Tuesday night. <laughs> mm, delicious. If you come to the Sith Taker Open, Athena kebabs. Mm. Oh, yeah, they're great. Anyway. Um, I've got nothing more to add. Is there anything anyone else wants to talk about before I close it down? Uh, how's everyone getting on with the farewell to TTO? I'm sad. Thanks for reminding me, Liam. Are you talking about the <laughs> league that Tim's running? Yeah. Can I just talk and say that I'm currently I'm a four and zero at the minute, or five and zero? Oh, uh, anyway, on a run away. I'm four. Well, I'm four with a a, a catch up game to play, and then uh, which I'm playing in like ten minutes on Hexiled, if you want to watch. Um, and then I'm catching up with Aurelian. Um, so we're going to have a resistance mirror match um, <laughs> at some point this week to see who's going to be six and zero. I think because. I think he's in the same boat as me. He's got a catch-up game to play, and then um, so one one of the two of us will go to five and zero with one game to play this week. So we'll see how it ends up. Um, so by the end of this week, I'll either be five and zero or out. 
<laughs> about Lee, Liam? Uh, so I got I, I lost my first two games because I was trying to use my separatist list because I was burnt out. Yeah, and I just wanted to use something fun. But speaking to Demetrius last week, I've started using that scum list or a <laughs> variation of now uh, after playing a few games, and I'm enjoying it. it. It's fun to pick up a list that you go, oh, I can't wait to use this piece again. Gar Saxon is unreal. <laughs> I never saw the value in it, but with people bumping and taking a focus, uh, taking a stress, so I'll spend that stress to roll an extra die at you. Oh, it's great. Fine. Uh, also, Q9, first time I've used him. So good. I'm just we'll- throwing in a Kato with Contraband. I'm getting double calc. I'm getting a lock. It, it's... it's a lot of fun to use. Uh, I've switched Maul to Boba because I need my crutch at the moment. <laughs> but to be fair, I lost Boba in my last game to Surfing Finn, and he did the entire Luke trick shot, shattering shot, because he was a couple mil in of range three. <laughs> and my God, both of us said this trick shot, shattering shot is just not fun. <laughs> it's It upset me to lose... Boba the way I did, but then Manaru just started to take chunks out of everyone, which Manaru was always was a lot of fun. Manaru's great, Q9's <laughs> great. Uh, so I think I've had an opponent concede this round because he can't make time. Uh, I've got a catch-up game against my round four opponent because I was in Scotland and neither of us talked to each other in that period. And I've got my round one game to play. I'm hoping I can go positive. I want to go 5-2. Uh, now that I've found a list that I actually like using. Uh, because I don't want to go back to my first order anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I think I finally got that buzz back. And it's in time for the new points. So I'm going into it with a bit of momentum, hopefully. <laughs> I've moved away from first order. I'm a bit bored of them now. It's... Um... I know, I think, does, does Tim play? I know Tim King does. Oh, me? I don't play online, no. That's I, all right. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I like it. I, I like X-Wing and how it's quite sort of tactile, and I like the board in front of me and actually physically moving things. Plus, um, I don't think my laptop would run it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't play a lot online either. What about you, Mr. King? I mean, online's a lot less. Um, it's a lot less attractive now that yeah, um, so, we can yeah. a- we can actually play in person again. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Tim, go on. Yes, I, I'm I'm playing in the league. Uh, so I have seemed to have been collecting XTC players, um, despite being mid-table mediocrity. So I believe I've beaten uh, Rory from Scotland and Nicholas from France. Uh, but I've lost to Dom from England and Andrew Ola from Canada. And uh, my first round opponent or second round opponent, I forget which, decided not to play any games and dropped. So, uh, yeah, no, it's good. I've got um, Mr. Bremner uh, this uh, this week, Bremmy. So I will be uh, arranging a game with him. And I think it's only seven rounds, I think I said originally, didn't I? So I think next week is the last week and then everybody has like a grace week just to finish off those uh sort of hangover games and then that's that, that, that times that's yeah. it 
other than that Good. is and that, you have to it? get them played by the 31st of October well if you don't then because otherwise <laughs> the TTT shut <laughs> so and I'm, I'm sure we, we haven't got it played by the day before that I guess it's going to get marked in as a draw and so we can screen grab things and say right game over <laughs> all done now well this is it and um, so I have said that anybody so we'll, we'll probably look to uh, send out um, a couple of uh, Sif Taker Obi-Wan Kenobis to those who are top of their their brackets um but i will have to think how draws count in that respect uh i imagine not favorably unfortunately so do try no, and it. yeah try tr- do try and get those games played if you can it, it's always best to um uh, celebrate and recognize the fact that people have gone to the effort of getting the games in um where an unplayed i suppose if somebody's played and got a draw it's different to an unplayed draw but it's hard to identify the difference between those i mean there is a google form um so obviously you can play your previous round games submit the google form i will put your score in for you um if somebody is being particularly hard to get hold of just send me a screen grab of of your attempts to like pair up with them on discord and i will speak to that person and see what their excuse is which I don't really want to do because I'm pretty busy, but hey ho, life life <laughs> life of a TA. Um, but no, it's I think it's been going pretty well, um, and yeah, we'll have to have a think about what we do for future events um, if it's long shanks or something else. Yeah, I mean, I I'm will just say sad that we're going to lose all that. You know, to so go and look back at events you've been in. Yeah, your opponents. There's even like your one... opponents. See what they flew in their last five events. Well, ah. no, no, it's but I've got like a, there's a just play store champs from 1.0 still on there, and it's nice to just look back and see, you know, what was flown and things like that. Yeah, it is. I guess you don't really need it. It's just me being a sadder. Most was nostalgia, though, isn't it? So it's going to be a shame they're just gone. Yeah, save, save them all, archive them to some corner of the internet. I know, but it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we're um, done. I talk about the ticker open briefly. Go on then, I suppose. We best do. Um, so tickets are still um, for sale. We've sold uh, more more than we thought we would at this point. Um, so it's great to see that um, people are still ticking up and intending to come. Um, we've just been in touch with Coga2 about price support. Um, so we've basically sorted out what everybody's getting for participation prizes and um, for all of the cut prizes and stuff like that as well. So. Um, Cool things that we're going to do are um, some uh, squadrons, uh, event-specific tokens um, and uh, templates for top pair. So the winners are, we've already talked about again, Sith Holocrons and Kyber Crystal. Um, top two are going to get templates and trays. Um, top four, Sabat cards. Top eight, um, a set of three um, Sith Taker open dial covers, probably with nice matching id markers and stuff um so like the ones that we've got um and that we use but with instead of sith taker logo on them just the sith taker open logo on them um and then top 16 are gonna get uh, a bunch of calculate tokens we're getting a cad bane card done uh, which is going to be um there for i think probably top 32 plus um let's people. go and uh, <laughs> then participation, participation prizes something everybody can use charge tokens because uh, everybody loves a charge token so yeah that's where we're going to go with that and we're still thinking about what we're going to sort out for best in bracket so um it's something that the 
I can't remember which gaming group it was. It was either Blood Bowl or Lord of the Rings, but they do like um, the top six. So obviously the King of Swiss will win a prize um, for being the top of the six and O's, but then the top five and one, the top four and two, the top three and three and so on. Um, right the way down to the best O and six um, will win something. So you get seven additional prizes and it gives people, as well as the bounties, which we're going to do again this year, um, gives people something to continue um, exerting effort to try and um, maximise their like the winning margins and um, their victories to try and finish towards the top of their uh, towards the top of their bracket so that they can win a few extra bits and bobs. Um, so as last year and the year before, there's going to be a lot of prizes. There's going to be a lot of stuff being pushed out, and it's not going to be all centralised up at the top kind of half a dozen people. It's going to be loads of stuff for loads of people. So all that said, Tim Groneberg, are you coming? Uh, no I'll pressure. It. I'll check it out. <laughs> There's a I'm hotel just over the road and a bar on site. <laughs> I'll give it some serious thought. Thanks. <laughs> it's February, right? Yeah, last yeah. weekend in February. Cool. Okay. We'll all be there. I love that the selling point's always there's a bar on site. <laughs> and there's a bar on site. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be an amazing event. We've sold around about. Uh, like it's about 60, 60 something now. So we're we're past break even for where we're on at the moment. So um basically the more people now buy tickets, the more money we've got to spend on cool extra prizes and I mean, I don't think I've bought my ticket. <laughs> you must crack on. <laughs> I know. I'm not very good at the moment. <laughs> so it's all good, man. <laughs> all right, that's me done. That's me done. Cool. Um yeah, so uh, just the last thing, has anyone got any quick shout-outs before we go? We'll start with the guest, Tim. Uh, yeah, I'll just say a quick shout-out to all my friends that I play X-Wing with, all the guys in Scotland that I play tournaments with. Um, my wife, she'll never listen to this, but <laughs> thanks to her for letting me go to this event and winning lovely prizes, and my pal Joe for all the practice that we put in to get me ready for it. So, yeah, that's me. Cool. Uh, Liam? Uh, shout out to Born in Brum. Uh, uh, my mind's gone blank. That's probably so, for the best, Rich. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to shout out Liam's dog, Bobba, so that when he's listening <laughs> back to this, he goes mad. Um, and yeah, just again, all the guys down Element on a Tuesday. Um, it's great that everybody keeps coming. I know some of you listening, so um, cool. Any from, from you, Timbo? Um, there's a couple of events coming up. So obviously we've got the team event coming up on the 12th of November. Uh, I think we're going to be at least eight teams. Uh, there are rumblings of a couple more. So, um, we have got space for people who want to sign up for that. Uh, and then I'm going to run a warm up event at Element Games in January. I think it's 21st of January. And, uh, you can find those details on our Facebook page. And I think, uh, Tom Reed is running... An event at uh, is it Elysium War Games over Elysium, yeah. over Pontefract, <clears throat> uh, yeah, and that's like the eighth of January. And again, we'll get that put onto our Facebook page as well. Yeah, oh, I I've remembered my shout outs. Go for it, buddy. Uh, I want to shout out everyone that donated to the uh, Get Liam to Worlds raffle. Uh, I think I've said <laughs> if you haven't heard it before, uh, I am putting together like a little thank you package for each individual person that uh, donated. So, yeah, thank you. I can't wait. A calendar shoot. 
it's, uh, it's, gonna be, so, yeah. it's gonna be a selfie of you, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Oh, or just remember, um, Colin Holmes used to give out signed photos of himself. I do, I do remember <laughs> when Ed Holmes took loads of pictures of himself to events and signed them and gave them to people and said, "I'm the Ed Holmes." Here you go. <laughs> Couldn't we like commission a Cad Bane alt art with Liam with like dreamy red eyes? <laughs> yes, I'm gonna Let's say, get it done. I'm going to say I'm not paying for that, but if Liam <laughs> wants to pay for it himself, he's more than welcome to. <laughs> that sounds great. And I don't think great means what you think it means, to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to give uh, Ashok another shout out because he does help behind the uh, scenes in this the uh, Discord for things, even though he doesn't play anymore. And I don't even know if he listens, but... I've done it twice. He hits X Wing and you show you can, him out every other week. You can feel it. I know, but I want him to. He's going to, someone will tell him and he'll know that I'm grateful. <laughs> right. So it's uh, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Liam. Toodles. Goodbye from Rich. Bye. Goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. <laughs> which one? <laughs> I was just going to see which one answered first. Uh, goodbye from the other Tim. Call me my real name. <laughs> Tumbo Slice. There we go. Goodbye. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.